This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go to you. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Ennis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are a part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Baller Radio. I am in a courtyard Marriott right now. I, it's 6.46 in the morning, and I've got my good friend John Hamm on the line. And uh, if you hear any weird noises, there's a smoothie machine uh, somewhere around here. If that starts, just know that that's a part of the the ambiance. But uh, John Ham, how you doing? I am not in a courtyard. Uh, I I am at Stately Ham Manor, just yes. uh, chillaxing. Not, yeah, that's what you do at six forty-five. Is just chillax with a cup of coffee, just kind of chillax. Nice. Uh, so. The LeBron has been in the news a lot, as he always is, but for maybe the first time ever, his name was mentioned with the team that plays in Oklahoma City as if it were an option for him to play there. John Hamm, what does this mean? <laughs> well, uh, here we are. We're going to spend time like analyzing an analyst and, <laughs> right. and what, he's, what he's saying. Um yeah, if, for the people that haven't seen it, this was on the jump yesterday, and uh, it was Ramona Shelburne filling in for Rachel Nichols, and her guest was uh, Lee Jenkins, who's who's pretty good at his job, by the way. Yeah, uh, really, really good, really good at his job. So uh, anyway, you know, he had just made an offhanded comment, like, you know, don't assume that LeBron is going to just you know go to Los Angeles. You know, he's going to want to win. So does that you know. Does that mean San Antonio? Does that mean Oklahoma City? And that was the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweeted out, uh, Ben Gulliver transcribed it yesterday. Yep. So what does that mean? I, I, I think he's I think he's right in this aspect. Um, yeah, I mean, LeBron, is he's going to want to put himself in position to win. Um, and that's going to be, if that's in Los Angeles, I'm sure he'll consider that. Um if, if it's in a small market like Oklahoma City, he's, there's still history you have to overcome there because still no significant free agent has gone to a small market, save for LeBron, who went back to Cleveland because he had some ties there. Um, I don't know. I, I think it was you know, also maybe it's just kind of like Lee like appreciating you know, the kind of success that Oklahoma City has had and yeah. kind of how they're built right now and obviously what San Antonio has done. Maybe that's part of it, too. Yeah, and I think Lee is unique in that he is a high-profile media guy who does really like Oklahoma City. He loves the organization. He loves, he even likes the city. He's been here a lot covering mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Uh, so he has gained an appreciation for it. I, I would put the chances of LeBron coming to OKC as close to zero as I can. <laughs> because it's just... I mean, I would be floored. Like, I would, like, here, here's where I'm at. I would be floored if Carmelo Anthony would waive his no trade clause to come to Oklahoma City at this stage <laughs> right. of his career. 
Yeah. I I would. I don't. I don't even know what I would be if, yeah. if LeBron decided to come here. It's just not going to happen. I could see San Antonio. One because Greg Popovich. Yes. Two because Kawhi Leonard because he doesn't yeah. have to defend the best wings or the best you know power forwards anymore. And excuse me, just the history that they've had. I think that San Antonio makes a lot of sense, and there's a ways for them to clear cap room. And I think you just. I think LeBron and everybody else looks at that team and looks at what they did last season in the regular season is like, that's not a 60-win team. Like, no, not even <laughs> close. Look at that roster. Mm-hmm. Like, how many coaches in the history of the NBA could have turned that team into a 60-win team? I think it's one. And I think he's the guy that coached it last season. So I, I oh, think that yeah. that's a possibility. Uh, but yeah. I, I would not... I would not Okay, so he's not a LeBron destination. Like it's barely a Paul George destination. It's not. A- <laughs> well, and, and I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here okay. uh, because there was an article that Tom Haverstrow wrote uh, talking. You know, where's the next super team going to pop up? And I didn't read the article. I just opened it and searched for Oklahoma City. Got no hits and closed it. Yeah, because obviously that's the general. You know, you, I, I think Bobby Marks is contributing on this as well. So. You know, but I'm like, why? Why couldn't it? Why couldn't this be the place? Why couldn't Paul George and Russ just absolutely click, and Oklahoma City <coughs> engineers a trade for another star player, and then boom, you've got a super team here. But sure. you know, they get no attention. And, and in that same vein, I didn't, I didn't search for New Orleans, but they've, you know, they're they're kind of further behind the pack than Oklahoma City. But why couldn't New Orleans be that you know next super team potentially if they? I don't know. Could cobble their crap together and get a and get a star player. Did um, you uh, Did you see Haberstroh's uh, rankings of the superstar tandems? No, I did not. <laughs> he had the New Orleans guys ahead of the OKC guys. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, so it's he's bad. Ang- <laughs> he's angling for a job at the franchise uh, because. <laughs> Uh, similar thing happened whenever they traded for you know Boogie last year. You're like, yeah. oh, they're better in Oklahoma City. Like, I wouldn't go that far yet. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, from that aspect, um, no, I, I'm with you. If LeBron James comes to Oklahoma City, I'm quitting my full time job. I'm covering the team full time, nonstop, yeah, for real. Oh, and if my boss is listening, I'm just kidding. I'll see you here in a couple <laughs> hours, boss. Love my job. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, Sure. I like on one hand, I'm like, okay, you know, I I can kind of somewhat see, you know, like LeBron seeing like, you know, Russ and Paul George and, you know, some other complimentary pieces is like, yeah, you know, I I could ride with those guys for a few years and, you know, and and kind of see what to do. But I I would feel a lot better about it if this was Atlanta. Sure. If, if this was just a, a, a even Dallas, sp- Dallas, um, <clears throat> Seattle, um, yeah. if it was a slightly <laughs> larger market, uh, I, I could buy into it a whole lot more. It's just that history of star players willingly go to markets of this size. It's just not there. Yeah, I could see LeBron calling Westbrook and George and saying, "Guys, I'd love to play with you." But let's go somewhere cool, you know. <laughs> well, and and the complication there is okay. You know, let's say that happens. Um, you know, let, let's say they all conspire to go to the Lakers next year. 
Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got the three star players, and then what? Right, and yeah, and and you're in the division, the same division as the Golden State Warriors, and you're probably not, you're definitely not as good as they are still because you yeah, don't have the right role players. The right. And yeah. then you're also in a situation. Bang, LeBron's thirty-five. Yeah. Like, then what? Yeah, there's that. Um, now I, I will say this because I've heard a lot of why would LeBron leave the Eastern Conference? It's a guaranteed trip to the finals. If your goal is to tackle and dominate the Warriors, you gotta do it at some point. Sure. Um why you know, why couldn't you do it in the in the Western Conference finals and then the finals would be a breeze. Oh, it would be yeah, a breeze. If yeah. <laughs> in, in theory. So now I mean I can kind of see like here's the far fetched scenario. The extremely far-fetched scenario is that LeBron goes in. LeBron has a no-trade clause. Mm-hmm. If he goes in and tells Cleveland, "I'm done, Dan. You've you've had a shot. I'm I'm gone. I am not coming back. Get your Kyrie trade done. Um, I want out to." If that happens, and then like you know, Cleveland just kind of said, "Okay, fine, we'll trade you." You know, maybe then something could come together where LeBron forces a trade, kind of on his terms. Sure. Um, but otherwise, I mean, like if you get to this, if you get to next summer, Oklahoma City would have to dump, you know, some significant like pieces in order to clear the cap space to do it. I, I don't know. We're getting ahead of ourselves there. Thank you, Lee Jenkins, for giving us something to talk about. That's right. I'd like to thank Anchor Down for sponsoring today's show. You can follow Anchor Down on Twitter, on Facebook, or on Instagram. They are Anchor Down OKC. Uh, they're great follows. If you want to know what's going on at Anchor Down, great Twitter follow. They've got obviously they've got great food. If you want to see pictures of their great food, they will send you pictures of their great food on Instagram. So go check out Anchor Down on social media uh, today. I'd like to highlight one item on the menu, and it is their Mega Coney. It's an all beef dog with mustard, house chili, jack cheddar, queso, green onion, and fresh jalapeno on top, and it is so so delicious you got to go check out their mega coney you can get it with a side of chips you can get it with a side of tots or if you're doing it right you can get it with a side of pizza tots go check out anchor down today for lunch or for dinner the patio is great if it's nice weather you should go check out their patio if not sitting inside is just as good go check out anchor down today let's move on so 538 they put this out a while ago at the end of June, they have their Carmelo NBA player projections. Carmelo does not mean Carmelo Anthony. It means like <laughs> this big algorithm that they put together for player projections. And they also attach a dollar value. So they put a five-year market value on each player. And I thought it would be fun to go in order of where these guys' market value are. And then they also give you uh, the top, the performance of the mo- 10 most comparable players for each guy. So I thought it'd be cool to look at that and look at these guys in order um, as 538 has them. Uh, number one guy, any any guesses, John Ham? Oh, I, I'm going to guess that guy that had a bunch of unimpressive triple-doubles last season. That would be the guy, Russell Westbrook. His market value, his five-year market value is $326 million. Um According so two hundred and twenty-eight million or two hundred thirty million over six years is a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, incredible value for the Thunder because 
he provides so much, and and some of this stuff goes underrated. We don't really even talk about this with Russ. But how much would the Thunder be on TV without Russell Westbrook last season? Like, yeah, probably, yeah. probably none. I mean, who would want to watch that Thunder team? And to put a spotlight on Oklahoma City is a really big deal. And it takes a superstar to do that. And that's what Russ is. Uh, His player comps are obviously like all-timers. Dwayne Wade is his number one. LeBron is number two. Magic Johnson's number three. Steph Curry's four. Michael Jordan, number five. And then it goes on with Larry Bird at number nine, which is kind of cool. Just incredible. Yeah, and, and it also gives like the year, like you just mentioned those comparable players, but the particular year. Yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. talking about 2014 LeBron James, um, mm-hmm. 89 Magic, which was toward the end of his career, but his career ended prematurely. Um, 86 yeah, Bird. Yeah, 92 Michael Jordan, who was, oh. you know, yeah, not bad. <laughs> and then number six is Baron Davis. Yeah. 08 BD. Now, I mean, BD was he was good that year. He was really good, but it's just kind of it. That's almost like a do what moment when you talk about LeBron, Magic, Curry, Jordan, Baron Davis, Chris Paul. Like, yeah. Do what? <laughs> like, What's that? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. All right, next player. Yeah. Who's the next guy, John Ham? Got to be Paul George. Got to right? be Paul George at a much much lower number, one hundred and fifty six, one hundred fifty seven million. Um. And his cat, so they give him also, they give him categories. Russ is MVP candidate. Uh, Paul George is borderline all star. And his player comps George Gervin, Campy Russell, 1980. <laughs> I am going to have to, I, I believe that's with the Knicks. Um, Julius Irving. Uh, 1978 Julius Irving. 1991 Chris Mullen, which is like a pretty good comp. Um, yeah. 2012 Carmelo, 2011 Danny Granger. Oh, I like this one. 96 Ku Coach. Yeah. Uh, some interesting stuff here. Jalen, 01 Jalen Rose. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is it's interesting. I I would think that Paul George. I mean, Paul George is better than Jalen Rose was in his career. Um, but like his top score is 1980 George Gervin, which is like wow, yeah. like that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, and all these guys you mentioned are like the perfect like sidekick type guys, yeah. right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> and also, just it's kind of because Danny Granger was so good. Oh man, he was good. Yeah, so good. And you know, uh, those knee injuries just robbed him. But yep. uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys that you mentioned. Yeah, Campy Russell was actually at Cleveland back then. That was uh, oh, he was a nineteen to twenty uh, point per game score around that time. Uh, rebounder or sister so yeah pretty versatile guy so I, I could definitely see the cop there next player um i'm guessing it's got to be steven adams it is steven adams 110.8 million and his category is up and comer i guess that has to do with his age he's 24 years old uh yeah just turned 24 just turned 24 joe merriweather is his number one comp uh, the ni- That's exactly what I've been thinking. 1978, um, Joe Merriweather. I was thinking the other day, like, you know, Adams reminds me of 1978, Joe <laughs> Merriweather from Southern Illinois University, uh, <laughs> who played for, played for who? Oh, the New Orleans Jazz. Oh, yeah, he played for the Jazz. Yeah. Um, 
don't don't go look at his pro basketball uh, basketball reference page. It's not impressive at all. Okay, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> uh, Cody Zeller, number two. Ed Davis, Chris Kamen. 2012 Andrew Bynum might be the funniest comp that anybody's ever had in their life. Uh, that was uh, was that his All Star year or right before his All Star year? I, I don't recall, but right in that range. Yeah, it's close to it because uh, they won the title in 2009, and then 2011, and then 2012. I don't know because the wheels came off 2012. <laughs> for he the was an All Star in 2012. He was. How that, weird. That, that was his like nineteen and twelve season. Okay, okay, maybe yep. maybe twenty thirteen is when the wheels came off. Uh, yeah, De- DeAndre two thousand thirteen DeAndre, which is somebody that we've compared him to a lot. Um, ninety nine Rasheed Wallace, <laughs> which is super fun. Uh, Paul, oh man, two thousand ten Paul Millsap. Uh, nineteen eighty six L Thompson. Who's L Thompson? LaSalle Thompson. LaSalle Thompson. Not the, the, the big tank. Yeah. Uh, Costa Kufas, which is yeah. bleh. Um, yeah. So, so pretty pretty and, interesting. Look, and Chris Kamen, too. I think 07 might have been his all-star year, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Chris Kamen was, like, actually a good basketball player whenever he, big men could play. Yeah. Uh, no, he was an all-star in 2010. So uh, in 2007, I mean, he was a 10-point you know, like eight rebound guy, mm-hmm. uh, but he was on his way up. And I think maybe that's kind of what this is projecting here. Um, you know, cause I, like if Andrew Bynum, like you said, if, if the wheels hadn't come off, I mean, he finally made an all-star team and was on his way up. Yeah. Um, Deandre Jordan is a guy that I keep going back to and kind of look at his career arc, um, and how Adams could grow into that contract. And so, and, and they say he's, he's worth more over five years. Uh, well, yeah, that's five over one ten. He's done for four and a hundred. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's yeah, it's right in there. It's close. Yeah, it's close. Uh, okay, next guy. Who do you think it um, is? I think it's in his canter. It is not in his canter. Who? Andre Robertson. It is Andre Robertson. Seventy-seven okay. million is his five-year market value. Uh, okay. His category is average starter. Uh, his player comps are not quite as fun or cool. Uh, we've got guys like Jared Jeffries and PJ Brown and Al Farouk Aminu, uh, Luke Richard and Bamute, Devin George, Ronnie Brewer. Uh, those aren't fun comps because it's yeah. like, and but they're accurate because like all those guys can't shoot and, and- <laughs> can't shoot either. And a lot of these guys were defensive minded. Uh, Don yeah. Reed, who is. Uh- who was number 10 on the list. I mean, that was like a he was second round pick, probably the last pick in the second round that started a number of games for the Pistons because yep. he was a defensive big man. And um, Yeah, P.J. Brown, uh, obviously, if, you, uh, if you've been in Oklahoma City, you remember him from the Hornets days. Um, P.J. Brown was like a, he was a good NBA player. He was really good. Here's my problem with P.J. Brown. He backflipped Charlie Ward into the press row in a playoff series and killed the Knicks' chances of going to the finals. <laughs> That's true. I also heard that P.J. Brown was a smoker while he was in the NBA. Really? Yeah. Well, which, is, which is kind of a weird like, thing. Like like, like he, he and Vlade just out on the dock after the game? I just, guess. Well, 
like, lighting up a Marlboro while, while he was here in OKC. He, <laughs> so strange. All right. Um, okay. After that weird note, who's the next guy? Uh, Ennis. It is not Ennis. Ooh, still not Ennis. Um, okay, let me think here for a moment. It's obviously it's someone I'm probably like Patrick Patterson. It is to Pat. 56.7 million five-year market value so the thunder got him on a steal uh yeah, 538 sure agrees with that um some player comps for him darrell wright marvin williams michael petrus that's a name i haven't read in a long time yeah um vlad Lowhouse. wow okay vlad rad um, yeah. 2010 yeah. Vladimir Radmanovich, uh, 2012 Channing Fry, which is like, oh, that's a pretty, that's like a pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Troy Murphy, 2009 Troy Murphy. Man, Troy Murphy was a legit NBA player when he was at the Pacers, and then just completely fell off a cliff. And you can see that in his little player arc. Um, yeah. Here on 538. Uh, 2014 Jared Dudley, which is also when you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, like so, Troy Murphy was a double double guy. Yeah, for yeah. Uh, for a few years in the league, and then yeah, just like suddenly he uh, just couldn't play anymore. Um, yeah, but I mean, again, these are all you're thinking about just you know role playing uh, forwards yep. in the league, uh, guys that can shoot a little bit and defend a little bit, and and uh, yeah, I think that's I don't have an issue with any of those comps. He's he is going to be very valuable to what the Thunder do. And I know the Thunder would still even like to upgrade that power forward spot if possible, like with an all-star, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they and the good thing is that you have this guy who seemingly doesn't have a huge ego. One, because he didn't take a lot of money to come to Oklahoma City. <laughs> and then also he uh, came off the bench for most of his career. Even behind like a guy like Luis Scola, who was mm-hmm. like at the very end of his career and couldn't really even play that well, uh, he didn't seem to gripe about coming off the bench behind him. So I, I think they've got a great character guy, but also a guy that will be able to produce and stretch to the floor and a proven shooter. And I know that Raptors fans like are tweeting at me like, "This guy sucks. He's gonna miss so many threes. You're gonna hate him." And then I'm like, "Man, like if he just has any gravity whatsoever, like I'll love him," because the Thunder yeah. just lack guys that had gravity. Uh, and oh gosh, I'm blanking on the guy's name that that Fred brought on his pod uh, right after the trade and talked about like you know he, he kind of described him like Anthony Morrow. He's gonna be streaky. You know, Anthony yeah. Morrow had. You know, had stretches where it seemed like he couldn't hit anything, and then he'd shoot 50% from three for a month stretch or so. Um, I would imagine probably something similar to that. Yep. Uh, next guy, who is it, Ham? Ennis Cantor? It is Ennis Cantor. Okay. <laughs> Five year market value of $36 million. Ooh. <laughs> like, the rest of the free world is really down on Ennis. Very much so, as. As well as these Carmelo NBA player projections. His, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! He's he's compared to eighty to nineteen ninety Wayman Tisdale, the late Wayman Tisdale. So yeah. that's all I need to know. He's he's a he's a legend. He's also compared to his number one comp is Mitch Kupchak, nineteen eighty Mitch <laughs> Kupchak, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, also, two thousand fourteen JJ Hickson, which is like, oh, that that kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh eight. Oh eight. Chris Wilcox. That also stings a little bit. Um, hey, we we experienced oh eight. Chris Wilcox. We did. He was so fun. He would catch it, and if he was touching anywhere in the paint, he would immediately try to jump and dunk it. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a fun few months. Uh, J.J. Hickson, like I said, uh, J.R. Reed, 1994 J.R. Reed. Uh, those are some interesting comps. But, yeah, he's uh, he, he doesn't quite, his market value, of t- according to 538, he's not quite uh, reaching his salary. But it's it's, under, it's understandable. Just the league evolved pretty quickly, and it evolved sure. quickly in a way that in a scanner it wasn't quite as valuable. And you know right. how the league wouldn't have evolved this way, John Hamm? Is if the Thunder would have just beaten the Golden State Warriors in Game 6, and then you have this offensive rebounding, scoring, defensive machine in the Thunder that carries on, and then teams are trying to match them. Yeah. Um, but It's a copycat league. That, it is. And Royce and I have chatted about that before, too. I mean, that could have been the, the turning point where teams would have said, oh, that's how you beat Golden State, and would have you know tried to to jump in on those market inefficiencies like the Thunder did because yeah, like guys like Ennis Cantor, they went after guys who hit the offensive boards because like teams were kind of shying away from that. Yep. Uh, we are down to one, two, we're down to two positive players here that have positive market value over the next five years. Uh, any guess as the, as to who the next player is? Alex Sabrinas. It is Alex Sabrinas at 11.8 million. Uh, his player comps are Chris Johnson, 2015 Chris Johnson, uh, yeah, which is okay. uh, that's not great. Um, 2010 Aaron Afalo. Well, that'll make uh, some people on OKC Radio happy. We know um, somebody who likes Aaron Afalo. <laughs> um, other ones that you guys would know: Tony Snell, 2016 Tony Snell. 2011 Marco Bellinelli, 2010 Anthony Morrow, 2010 Courtney Lee, 2009 Sasha Vujicic, and 2017 Alan Crabb. So, like, shooter, nothing else is basically. 2017 Alan Crabb will make like $20 million as opposed to Alex, who's going to make, you know, five. Right. Um, I think it's, you know, it's so difficult because, you know, obviously he's just had one year in the league. um, And I think. I don't know. I feel like a lot of these comps, Trajan Langdon is on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling we're going to look back at that and go, geez, what were you guys thinking? He's better than that. Um, when, yeah, when, I agree. When all said and done. So. Yeah. Then again, we're talking him up so much like he's going to be an all-star next season. I just think, <laughs> like literally, I'm sh- I'm shocked I did not see J.J. Redick on here. Yeah. Yeah. Like young J.J. Redick. I've that's the guy I expected to see on this page. Sure. Like 2008 JJ Reddick or something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Alan Crabb, any guess as to what his five year market value is? Oh man. <laughs> 6 million. Oh goodness. It's not oh, good. Goodness. It's not yeah. good guys. Well, Hey, Brooklyn got him. They did. They got their guy. Yeah. <laughs> makes, yeah. All of that makes no sense. Like the contract they gave him initially made no sense, and it seemed like they were just trying to get the Blazers. Then the Blazers trading him back to them, which is great for the Blazers, but it makes no sense for Brooklyn. I think you, I thought you'd just watch them all season and just be like, yep, I'm glad that we're not paying that guy, <laughs> you know, near max money yeah. for, for his, uh, his years, but, 
Because, I mean, think about this. Like, Portland paid Alan Crabb, like, you know, close to $20 million in year one. And now they're paying $26 million, I think, or is it 19 No, it's 19 They're paying about $20 million to Andrew Nicholson to not play for them. They yeah. essentially paid, like, $40 million for that one season of Alan Crabb. Yikes. Yeah. That, that is terrifying. That's wild. Uh, next guy. Ray Felton. It is not Ray Felton. Ray, Fel- Ray Felton's actually negative. This is our last positive guy. Okay. Um, I'm scanning. I'm thinking. I know it's not Samaj. I know it's not <laughs> Kyle Singler. No, um, no. Um, Nick Collison. It is not Nick Collison. It is Jeremy Grant. It is Jeremy Grant. Market All right. Five-year market value of $10.6 million. And they... Their projections really like him. He took a; they expect him to take a dip, I guess, or he did take a dip in 2017. They expect him to bounce back. Um, so it's interesting. 2017 Mo Harkless is a comp for him. 92 Chucky Brown is one. Uh, Omri Caspi is one. Terrence Jones, who is now in China, I believe. Um, yeah, that's kind of a weird deal with Terrence because I think he's an NBA player. I just think there's yeah. something else going on with him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Harrison Barnes, 2016 Harrison Barnes would be like fantastic if they could get somebody <laughs> sure. like that. Um, but yeah, he's uh, 538 likes him, which is kind of interesting because <clears throat> a lot of the um, a lot of numbers just don't like Jeremy Grant. Like a lot, most yeah. most numbers that you look at, most advanced yeah. stats say that he's not any good. Um, yeah, but and I I also disagree because I don't think he's a small forward anymore. No, they no. have him listed as a small forward. Yeah, he <laughs> is not. He is a large forward. Yeah. Um, okay, next guy. We're into the negatives. I'll just tell you who they are. I'll, I'll have you guess. Let's see. I'll give you the next two, and then I want you to guess the order of the last three. Okay. Uh, no rookies on this. Uh, Nick Collison's market value is negative $1 million. He's labeled a defensive specialist. Oh, what do they know? They don't. They know nothing. Mark Bryant is a player comp for him, the 0-2 Mark Bryant. Uh, Let me tell you something. Oklahoma City would not have been on TV 30 times last year if it wasn't for Nick Collison. If, if he... If his hair wasn't, was, is his hair is the reason. Uh, and if he shaved his head, the Thunder would never be on TV. That's right. That's right. I don't. I, I've completely lost all faith in this five thirty eight page. I know. After I, hearing that, okay. I don't. I don't know if you could hear the laughing women in the background, but they're laughing just so loud. Um, well, it's very funny. Whatever yeah. they heard, it was extremely funny. Uh, Ninety three Tree Rollins is a comp for um, uh, wow, Nick Collison. Tree- which is kind of funny because isn't that, I think that's about the point that he became a backup center slash assistant coach for the Magic. Yeah. <laughs> Which is about appropriate. Yeah, so. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, and the next guy's Ray Felton. Negative 4.2 million. His category is scrub. Scrub? Scrub. Wow, okay. Well, I don't that's think harsh. that's very fair. Um, we've got- we know what a scrub looks like. Um, uh, we do. We've seen some scrubs. Uh, I think Ray fits into that. I'm interested to see, to read the other categories, if he's a scrub. Um, Devin Harris, 2017 Devin Harris, which is like, oh gosh, like very hurt Devin Harris. Uh, 1980 Jojo White. Uh, yeah. 2000 Vinny Del Negro. 
2000 Vinny Del Negro, which is funny. Um, yeah, not great comps, but uh, I think he's going to contribute, even though the numbers don't like him. I, th- I think they're, I think they're off here as much as they're off with like a guy like Jeremy Grant, where they think like he has like a market value that's you know, you know, 14 million more than Ray Felton. I just don't see that. Um, let's see. So the last three. So we have, we still have Kyle Singler. We still have Doug McDermott and we still have Samaj. Where would you, how would you rank them? They're all ranked scrub. They're, they're all category of scrub. And, and I find it interesting that Josh Hustis is not anywhere on this list. He's not even listed on the site. Um, yeah. Okay. McDermott first. Uh, McDermott is not first. What? Really? Okay. Kyle Singler? Kyle Singler. Negative 4.9. So he's actually very close to Ray Felton in his projection. Yeah. Uh, not not good. Brian Scalabrini, uh, Rasul Butler, Quentin Ross, Chris King, Travis Outlaw, Sasa Bujicic. Those are like, oh, oh yeah. like those are, those are blah, but those are all guys that could actually play. Um and they should all be offended right now. They should be. Rasul Butler should be so mad that we just mentioned his name with Kyle Singler. Um, okay, next. Doug. It is not Doug. Samaj. It is Samaj. Negative 12.1 million. Um, Jeez. 91 Scott Hafner. Okay. Uh, 85 Brian Warwick. Uh, 2014 Ish Smith, uh, 1990 Michael Jackson, <laughs> the pop singer, not the player. He was a thriller that season. There's uh, there are some funny names. So 2000 Michael Phelps. I was going to say 2087 Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of the womb, Michael Phelps. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Man, that guy is some is a heck of an athlete. Uh, 2013 Donald Sloan, which is a really, Ew. really funny comp to have. Um, yeah, he's bad. And the worst player, according to the Carmelo NBA projections by 538, is Doug McDermott at a negative 13.1 million. Oof. Which is... That's not good. It's not good. Um, and he compares to guys like Jason, 2007 Jason Capono. 11, Nick Young, 2008, Joey Graham, uh, Jarvis Hayes, who like was supposed to be good but was not good, uh, yeah. Bellinelli, Ellington, Quincy Pondexter, James Jones, Pat Garrity. <laughs> did Pondexter even play that season? I don't know. For, well, he probably did in 14. Okay. Since he hadn't played in a few years. He has um, not played. Yeah, boy, I'd see, yeah. So 538 just really doesn't like guys like Dougie and, and – and his canter. So package those guys and go get an all star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's trade those guys for Carmelo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Interesting. Boy. Let's see what well, hey, let's see what Carmelo's is real quick. Out. Yeah. Uh Carmelo's market value thirty point eight million. Uh which is less than Ennis Cantor, <clears throat> which is less than Patrick Patterson. So he would be, what, like fifth or sixth on the Thunder, Carmelo Anthony mm-hmm. would be if he mm-hmm. if he was. So that's also pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. Anything else, Ham? 
Nothing else, man. I'm just going to go back and try to conjure up ways to get LeBron in Oklahoma City. Yes. Yes. Uh, Thanks for listening to our show. You can follow Ham on Twitter at John M. Ham. Listen to him locally in Oklahoma City on the franchise. You can follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. Uh, Leave us a five-star iTunes review if you would. That would be so kind. And also, we're still looking for more advertisers for the fall if you have a business or have a friend that has a business or maybe your dad has one like let him know and uh you can email me dtdpodcast at gmail.com would love to hear from you and we'll talk to you guys on friday